Marie Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. Two hours in the books. Not a full program today, but that's okay because you know what? You get some Isotopes baseball tonight, and right now, you get some voice of the Isotopes, Joss Sushan. What's happening, my dude? Good afternoon, Van. I'm, um, I hope that you were able to recover from two straight days of a full show and apologize for starting off another three months of, of um, taking away a lot of your content. Well, um, luckily, you're just so universally loved in Albuquerque and surrounding areas, and you're so universally loved by our friends of the show. People don't mind as long as it's you taking away from our content. Yeah, well, it's all, and, then, and there's a lot of Chris Bryant content, too, and so that, that, that helps, too. I mean, it's just me, but really, it's, it's a lot of Chris Bryant for today and tomorrow, so that's exciting. There's an enormous number of people that are lined up by the railing hoping to get uh, a picture, an autograph, a wave, a, a, a something from Chris as he uh, at some point will be walking down that, uh, that runway here soon. So the Topes have been out of town for two straight weeks. You had an extra day off. And now you get back into town, and it's 50-cent hot dog night, and Chris Bryan is there? What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then we got beach towels, and we got the mariachi bobblehead, and we got 4th of July fireworks. We got multiple fireworks shows. Yeah, this is going to be a really, really good week. And having Chris Bryan here for what sounds like two games, you never know for sure with these things, probably two games, adds um, a, a little extra sizzle to what should be a really fun week of uh, with warm weather. And, and we're back in first place, Van. We're back in first place. So I'm assuming, yeah, yeah, we're back in first place. You're exactly right. Uh, second half of the season starts right here, right now. And uh, anything could happen on this. Uh, I mean, starting with Chris Bryant, having him in the middle of your lineup starting the second half of the season, that's a pretty good start. Yeah, you know, I mean, Let's face it, we know that for uh, infinity years, but especially recently, the Isots have had a really good offense, and it's can we get enough pitching. And then on the last road trip, the the offense was struggling, but that's because at one point the five best Isotopes offensive players of the season were all with the Rockies. Sure. Okay, so now, okay, we have Michael Tolia back. We have Chris Bryan on a rehab assignment. Alan Trejo is here. And then when... Bryant goes up to the big leagues, that means someone from the major leagues is going to come back down, and I don't know who that's going to be, but that adds another good player to the offense. And so, you know, Cole Tucker's been hot, Ryan Servant is here, so, you know, we have, you know, you look at the lineup and you're like, okay, we got a bunch of dudes back in the lineup, and then we're going to have another really good dude, you know, probably two days from now, three days from now, once Bryant gets reinstated from the injury list. So that's exciting for the offense. I know the Albuquerque Isotopes organization are complete professionals, top to bottom, on the field, off the field, front office, in the community. I'm sensing a butt is coming. But (laughs) have you seen people, like, drifting around the stadium trying to look for Chris Bryant? Are you trying to be, like, looking over their shoulder? Oh, my God, is is general manager John Traub watching me? I'm going to (laughs) sneak off and go downstairs. Sneak into the hallways, try to get me a view of Chris. No, I mean, our security is very good. I did see a few more people than normal that were outside the Isotopes Clubhouse looking to get Chris's autograph before he walked in the doors uh, today. Um, From what I understand, he flew 
into Albuquerque today and then just went straight to the ballpark. He hasn't even gone to his hotel. So, um, you know, and this is going to be – it's actually – the day game tomorrow is actually perfect for him because he'll be in town for about 36 hours or so, right? I mean, he got in a whole bunch of work earlier today, talked to the local press. Um, you'll see that in the Albuquerque Journal, all the local TV stations. I snagged a bunch of the audio. You'll hear that on our pregame show. But Chris can play today's game and then get a good night's sleep, play tomorrow afternoon's game, and then he can be on a flight back to Denver sometime tomorrow night and uh, and maybe even be in their lineup by, what, Friday possibly? If everything goes well, you never know. Four-time All-Star, Rookie of the Year, MVP. Like, this is one of our better gets, right? This is a big deal. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, I, I think that the – it's going to be really hard to top Manny Ramirez at the peak of Manny sure, Mania sure. because of the whole steroid thing that was going on. So I think that one's always going to be number one. When Matt Kemp came here and he was the reigning runner-up for MVP, that definitely moved the needle as well. Um, I don't know if Chris Bryant is going to top that because when Matt Kemp was here as a weekend, you know, this is a Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. You know, um, but and look, the Cubs fans are enormous. I see a few people wearing Giants uniforms um, because he is a Giants legend in addition to being a Cubs legend. Sure, sure. Right. Um, you know, and then you think about like on the other team, you know, when Cody Bellinger came here, I think that was two years ago. He was right. the reigning MVP at the time. You know, we've had some other high-profile rehab assignments when we were on the road. Like, we faced Clayton Kershaw on the road. We faced guys like Mark Mulder and Mark Pryor, um, guys like that. But, I mean, off the top of my head, I'm thinking this is probably top three, top five, easily top five, maybe top three rehab assignments ever. Not only for his results on the field, he is a stud MLB player and has been for quite some time. Uh, ladies out there, he might be the best-looking dude in baseball. His eyes really are sparkly. <laughs> like you hear people talk oh, about like how sparkly his eyes are, and then when you see him, and you're like, oh, my gosh, his eyes really do sparkle. Here's the other thing. He's just like the nicest guy, and he's, he's so genuine when he's talking. And this is now like three times, right, because last year we had him in Salt Lake, we had him in Las Vegas, and now here. And all three times he's done a media scrum, and he couldn't be nicer to all of the local media in all three different cities. And just the way that he interacts with, with the players and the younger guys and even the way that he answers questions about, you know, he, I mean, he was saying today about how, you know, when you're around younger players and you kind of live vicariously through them and, and kind of like their energy and they're first doing this and they're first doing that. You know, I mean, he, he's always just been a really solid human being in addition to being a very good baseball player who unfortunately has had a whole bunch of injuries. But yeah. I'm not writing off Chris Bryant and his ability to do amazing things on the baseball field again the rest of his career. Uh, a little speculation here. Obviously, we want him on the Rockies for as long as he's playing good baseball, hitting dingers and playing good third base and outfield. But do you think there's a little chance that he might demand a trade to go play in his hometown of Las Vegas when the Oakland A's move there? Um, well, that's a long ways from now. Um, and with the, the A's going to pick up his salary, no chance of that, right? So I would say that there is a um, – I'm still not convinced the A's are going to Las Vegas. I'm, I'm convinced they're not going to stay in Oakland, mm, okay. but I don't know when they're going to Las Vegas. And, you know, I, I – I'm just gonna. I, I, I'm gonna take the serious under on that one. So, friends of the show, what you're witnessing here is one of the stages of grief. It's called denial. That's <laughs> what Josh Sushan is doing. He's still in denial that the A's are leaving Oakland and his childhood team. He's still clawing and fighting for them to stay there. I know they're not staying in Oakland. 
I'm just not convinced they're going to play baseball in Las Vegas when they say they're going to play baseball because that ownership group does not have a very high track record of completing things when they say they're going to complete things. Sure. I mean, if, um, and from friend of the show, Brian suggests Nashville, question mark. That's, I put it this way. When Major League Baseball does decide to expand, I think Nashville's at the top of the list. It should be at the top of the list. They're right? on the short list, right? Yeah. For me, it's it's Nashville, it's Charlotte, it's, Indi- <clears throat> it's Indianapolis, it's Montreal if they can figure out a stadium. You know, like, like those are the places. Put it this way. When you already have NFL team, NHL team, NBA team, when you have, like, two of those three or when you have all three, it kind of makes sense to add the Major League Baseball team, too. Yeah, you know, I agree. And I think the you're seeing this new wave of talent throughout Major League Baseball. These young studs are just popping up. You know, usually you got to cut your teeth in the minors and you got to go through the motions in the majors. There's kids popping up the past three to five years who are just immediately studs. Yeah, isn't it an awesome thing? It's, it, it's fantastic because in, in the thing that I like about the players that are coming up right now is that they're not just like these – it's not like Pete Incavilia coming up, right, Who, who's sure. just going to hit 30 home runs and strike out 200 times yeah. and can't play defense. No offense, Pete. <laughs> I know Pete's listening. It's guys who come up, and they they can run. They can hit for power. Right. They can play defense. Like, they, they can do it all. Ronald Acuna Jr. and Ellie De La Cruz. Yeah. You know, and obviously Shohei is a two-way guy who's been up for a while now. But you just think about the guys who come up and just the energy that they bring. I mean, De La Cruz – Cincinnati sold out the weekend, right? I mean, that is an incredible baseball town that has been dormant for so long. This guy comes up, and within three weeks, he's selling out their ballpark, and when he's getting doubles and triples with his speed, it's not just a sold-out ballpark. It is an electrifying ballpark. And and the reason I bring up the youth movement again is, like, there's so many good young players. That gives me hope that you can have a big expansion, maybe a four-team, maybe a six-team expansion, all at once, and you got enough talent to fill out these rosters instead of just having your same 30 good team, your same 30 teams, you know, 10 or 15 of them be good, and we got these four expansion teams that are going to be absolute disasters. <laughs> well, what we've also learned, especially from the NHL, is that how you sign free agents and how you do expansion drafts and things like that can quickly. I mean, even the Diamondbacks, right? They, they started in 98. They won the World Series in 2001. And it wasn't because of homegrown talents because they went out and signed Randy Johnson and a whole bunch of other really good players. Right. Traded for Kurt Schilling. Right. Signed a whole bunch of other really good players that were high-priced. That's how they got there. We were talking about the Steve Cohen and the Mets just absolutely burning bags of money there in New York and not getting any results. For the $350 million that the New York Mets have spent on their team this year, you could get the first place Diamondbacks, the first place Reds, the first place Rays, and the second place Baltimore Orioles, and it'll only cost you thirteen million dollars more. Wow. Yeah. You could get four three first place teams and one second place team for the same price as the dumpster fire New York Mets. Do you think that the players union is that very happy about this though because if you're the players union you want more money right? right you don't you want teams to spend money in the offseason you want every team to do what the mets did sure yeah the o- players- owners are like see that's why we don't spend money and the players union is like oh no you need to spend money yeah for sure 
Yeah, and you got the lowly Tampa Bay Rays, the lowly Baltimore Orioles, Cincinnati Reds, Miami Marlins are great this year, Diamondbacks are great this year, not spending money, not spending outside of their air quotes, small market, air quotes, medium market, and they are crushing it with fantastic drafting of youth and then developing players and bringing them up at the right time. And then you got the Mets and Yankees and Padres and Phillies struggling, and they're all spending hundreds of millions of dollars. It is fascinating this year. Yeah, and, and you know, the thing about the Reds and the Diamondbacks is that those two teams are doing it with speed. Like, they're doing it right. in a lot of different ways, and it's not like they just suddenly had this epiphany in, in the offseason, oh, we're going to get faster. And it's not like they knew four years ago when they were drafting Corbin Carroll and signing Ellie Dela Cruz, hey, that they're going to change the rules and really emphasize speed with base stealing and things like that, right? It's just kind of like the confluence of things work together for the Reds and for the Diamondbacks that they have a bunch of young players who are really fast because their speed is winning games for them. Before the Pirates cooled off, their speed was winning games for them. And I think that's exciting because in baseball, as we know, Van, everyone just copies each other, right? So sure. there's going to be continue to be this push. Let's find athletes. Let's let athletes be athletes. The shift, you can no longer do this big shift. Bigger bases, you know, step off, pick off, disengagement rules and things like that. We're going to get faster, and I think that's really good for the sport. I was going to invite you out for a post-game beverage, but you got to go back to work first thing in the morning tomorrow, Josh. We got sure a new. We got a nooner, baby. That's right. Sleep fast. You know, I'll be up there. I'll be up there tonight. i got to get my eyes on Chris Bryant in person. And, you know, I'll be there tomorrow. I love me some day games. And then we got a fun weekend coming up, too. Yeah, we sure do. Yeah, and, and I hope that everyone can make plans to come join us because we got a little bit of everything, you know, between the mariachi bobblehead, the beach towel, the fireworks, Independence Day, Chris Bryant. Tonight, tomorrow, 50-cent hot dogs. we got a day game tomorrow. we got a lot of everything. It should be a really fun week. Who's on the pregame, Sue? Chris Bryant. We're going to hear from the man himself about his... He actually played here when he was a teenager. He doesn't have a lot of memories, but he shared some of the memories of playing here. And then also just the, uh, you know, just being back at a minor league ballpark and kind of the, the how that stirs different memories for him. So you're telling me, rookie of the year, MVP, perennial all-star, Chris Bryant landed in Albuquerque, and the first thing he did was sit down with voice of the ice stoves, Josh Sushan. That's, in, that's incorrect. He, he sat down with me and Jeff Grammer and Brandon Ortega and Jared Chester and a few others as well. Uh, we call it a scrum. Sure. He did a scrum. This bummer. A bummer. I was double booked today. I would have been. I would have liked to have been there. You know how we do. We're always busy. Exactly. Josh, have a great call tonight. I'll come say hi, and I'll come say hi again tomorrow. You know I love me a day game. Sounds like a plan. All right, have a good call, brother. Talk Thank to you, you tomorrow. Hell of a program today, Duke City. Hell of a program today, world. Thanks for all the callers. Thanks for all the textures. Thanks to everyone hanging out with us in the live stream, whether you're watching us on Facebook Live or YouTube Live or Instagram Live or you're listening to us in the future on Spotify or Stitcher or Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks for being a friend of the show Stay safe out there. We love you, Burke Isaiah. Thank you so much. You crushed it today. Thank you. We'll be seeing you tomorrow, and I'll be seeing you tonight and tomorrow from Isotope Stadium.